0: Good afternoon and welcome to Treasures of the Heart. This is Pastor Luann and we are now on the first Sunday of March. Spring is right around the corner and it's so interesting, you know, we're heading toward Easter, we're in the season of Lent and this Revelation study is taking us through um, into that season and looking forward to Easter And in the book of Revelation, we're looking forward to the second coming of Christ. And it's hard to believe what we're in chapter 20. There's only 22 chapters in the book of Revelation. And so we're only going to have a couple more Sundays to be able uh, that will finish this study. And so I want to be able to um, let you know that, that, you know, this chapter coming up has some things in it that are really, really good, and some things you may not understand. That's the way it is with the book of Revelation. Uh, We're not supposed to know everything, uh, but we are being told enough that reminds us how important it is to stay in a very close relationship with Jesus Christ, that um, it is not going to go well for agnostics or atheists or those who, uh, you know, follow Satan. Um, It is what we're seeing here is going to be very, very uh, bad for those who do not believe in Christ. And, but you know what? We still have time. You still have time to get into a right relationship with Jesus Christ. Amen. So let's look at verse 20 of the book of Revelation. And remember, when we read this out loud, we are blessed if we do what it says and read it. So we have been faithful, I pray, to do what it says when we can, and to read it out loud is what we're doing. So God is good. And it's the only book in the Bible that literally tells us at the very beginning of the book that in reading it, we will be blessed. You know, and for one thing, I think we're blessed to read how important it is to be a Christian, how important it is for us to know that Christ has chosen us to be in his family and that we might be in this world, but we're leaving this world and, and we're in the kingdom of God. We're, we're in their kingdom, right? And so that's where we're secure. That's where we're safe. But we want everyone to be secure and safe and to know that there's only one way to heaven, and that's through Jesus Christ, the Son. Amen. So let's look at verse 20. And mine, at the very beginning of this chapter, says it talks about Satan being bound. Let me tell you, I pray that Satan is bound in his activity in your life. And he said he will increase in his attacks and assaults the closer the time comes when Jesus will return, because he knows that his time is drawing short at that point. Revelation 20, verse 1. And again, John the Revelator says, And I saw an angel coming down from heaven, having the key of the abyss and a great chain in his hand. And he laid hold of the dragon, the serpent of old, who is the devil and Satan, and bound him for a thousand years, and threw him into the abyss and shut it, and sealed it over him so that he should not deceive the nations any longer oh that's what satan's been doing right deceiving the nations you know i just feel that the enemy is deceiving the united states of america right now we are a divided country and you know the enemy comes to divide and conquer he comes to steal kill so listen um you know that's what he's doing here right he's been deceiving the nations well now In this part of the very end of tribulation period, he is going to be, you know, kind of put out of commission for the thousand years that Christ is reigning here on the earth. So let's continue with the the verse. And he threw him into the abyss, right? Shut it, sealed it. And he could not deceive the nations any longer until... Now, this is one of the parts where we don't always understand it. But until the thousand years were completed... After these things, he must be released for a short time. Now, when we talk about he must be released, there's another place that says that something should be, it must be. And that's when we read in John, when Jesus has his his discussion with Nicodemus. And he says, you must be born again. And we know why we must be born again, because physically we're born into the world, but that does not save us. So we must be born again spiritually in Christ to be able to enter and be born into heaven, if you want to look at it that way. And so Nicodemus, that's what he said to him. You must be born again to enter into the kingdom of heaven, right? Okay, so here we have in verse 20, he is saying too that he must be released, the enemy, Satan, that liar, he must be released after that thousand years of reign on the earth with Christ for a short while. Well, for one thing, we're like, seriously, like, Lord, why are you letting Satan come back out? But there has to be a reason because I trust the Lord, obviously, right? We trust God that they know what they're doing. And some of the scholars believe that they're letting, after the thousand rain, people on the earth get to see what it's like living with Christ right? They're getting to see what it's like to follow a leader who is pure and just and holy, who does good things and right things. And you would think that those wonderful times, those wonderful years for generations that came and each one got to see Christ and how good and wonderful and righteous he is, that they would definitely want to be his follower and believers as well. However, This must be releasing of the enemy um, is to make sure that there are people who either uh, have not received, you know, accepting Christ, even if they're living here and all that glory and goodness. So let's read in verse four. John says, I saw thrones and they sat upon them and judgment was given to them. And I saw the souls of those who had been beheaded because of the testimony of Jesus and because of the word of God and those who had not worshipped the beast or his image and had not received the mark upon their forehead and upon their hand. And they came to life and reigned with Christ for a thousand years. The rest of the dead did not come to life until the thousand years were completed. This is the first resurrection. So what he's saying is, you know, that those um, who who were faithful get to sit on thrones um, and they were with Jesus during that thousand years and they reigned with Christ during that thousand years and it's everyone who did not take the mark of the beast, were not sealed by Satan because they took the mark of the beast, right? And so... The ones that are Christ are getting to rule and reign with him in those thousand years. Well, that's that's all of us, right? Saints, okay. So then verse 5, the rest of the dead did not come to life, right? And now verse 6, blessed and holy is the one who has a part in that first resurrection. Over these, the second death has no power but they will be priests of God and of Christ and will reign with him for that thousand years. And so we're going to be blessed during that thousand year time. I mean, we're blessed in Christ. We are always blessed in Christ and Christ uses us for his glory and we love it. Now, verse seven. And when the thousand years are completed, Satan will be released from his prison and will come out to deceive the nations which are in the four corners of the earth, Gog and Magog, to gather them together for the war. The number of them is like the sand of the seashore. Now, Gog and Magog are just, it's talked sometimes people think about China or Russia, you know, the Middle East, uh, Iraq, those places that have been like communist, right? Um, but, it, you know, Russia, those ones. But it like, But there's so many of them, they number like the sand of the seashore. You're like, well, wait a minute, Pastor Nguyen, we just went through the Armageddon War. Yes, we did. I mean, Jesus won that, right? And But not everybody was annihilated in that war. There are still people living on the earth, obviously, during this reign of Christ. But not everyone is believing still in Jesus. They are just are, whatever they're doing, they're living life like we live life here, just waiting for something to change. So it says in verse 7 that when the thousand years are completed, Satan's released, right? And so he's going to come back to deceive the world. Then there's going to be this other war. But listen, it's not, you can, wait, let me, let me keep reading before you think, what, what? All right. So let's look at uh, verse 9. And they came up on the broad plain of the earth, this, this battle for this war again, and surrounded the camp of the saints and the beloved city, and fire came down from heaven and devoured them. So let's say that Jesus sets up his reign in Jerusalem, right? And this is over a thousand years. And so we're all going to be able to worship there. Now, you don't think in your human mind right now with any physical limitation, because this is the end of the tribulation. And, you know, at the very end, we're getting, you know, Christ, who's been here for a thousand years, so, I mean, we, you know, Philip years and years ago by the Holy Spirit was able to be transported from one place to another. So don't think that we can't be in Jerusalem or however that's going to look for all of us. It's going to happen. Just trust the word of God. Okay. And so the, it's saying that they came there to, to be uh, with those saints and surround them. Right. So here Satan has gone out again and has gathered all of the ones who believe in him again. And they're making the final war, right? Well, then it says, in a moment, and just like the twinkling of an eye, as soon as they surrounded the city, God sends fire from heaven, and they are gone. They're annihilated. They're done, right? Like Sodom and Gomorrah, they're they're done. And then verse um, 10 says, And the devil who deceived them, now listen, here we go, was thrown into the lake of fire, not the abyss, not a holding prison place. Now his final destination is before us, and he is thrown into the lake of fire and brimstone, where the beast and the false prophet are also, and they will be tormented day and night forever and ever. I encourage you, my friend, just turn to the book of Isaiah and read the very last verse of the book of Isaiah. You'll find it interesting after reading this. All right, then we go to verse 11 through 15. And I saw a great white throne and him who sat upon it from where presence earth, present earth And heaven fled away, and no place was found for them. And I saw the dead, the great and the small, standing before the throne, and the books were opened, and another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged from the things which were written in the books according to their deeds. This is called the great white throne judgment of God. Verse 13, And the sea gave up the dead which were in it, and death and Hades gave up the dead which were in them, and they were judged, every one of them according to their deeds and death and hades were thrown into the lake of fire remember death is like the final enemy and so it's gone too so we got satan gone and death is gone and hades they're all thrown into the lake of fire this is the second death the lake of fire and remember we talked about the second death so let me finish verse 15 and if we have time i'll expound more so verse 15, the last verse of chapter 20 says, And if anyone's name was not found written in the book of life, he was thrown into the lake of fire. Ooh, ouch, final death. Final death, the second death. What is that? That is this total spiritual separation and physical, not able to be in the reign with Christ. That is total being gone that means you're going to be in hell for all eternity just with satan and the beast and all those who beheaded people and did terrible things to them you're all going to get to be all those unbelievers all those ones who followed the enemy all those who got the mark are forever the second death is you no longer have a chance to get back into a relationship with jesus You don't get to go to heaven. There are no other opportunities. I think when Jesus comes that last thousand years, generations of generations get to know what it's like to be with him. And then they release Satan enough to see, are you with me or are you with him? And we saw the sands of the sea, the people that would go with Satan because he had deceived them so terribly and lied to them. And they believed those lies. And now it has cost them their soul and their spirit and a life of eternal damnation and total separation from God and any of their loved ones who are not in hell with them. Now, that is tough preaching, my friends. But let me say this. If you do not have a relationship with Jesus Christ, and you don't want your forever to look like that, and you want the loving Christ to be your Lord, then I would ask you to ask him with a sincere heart to forgive you of your sins. And invite Jesus Christ to come into your heart and be your Lord and your Savior. And then, my friends, you are saved. Next week, we'll get into chapter 21. This is Pastor DeWan with Treasures of the Heart.